0: Hi, I'm Brett Hickey, founder and CEO of StarMount Capital, here today on behalf of uh, Harvard alumni entrepreneurs. Uh, Excited to be here with uh, Lindsay Jurist Rosner, who is the founder and CEO of Wealthy, which you're soon going to learn a lot about, a very exciting and innovative business. And we're here today to talk to business owners and entrepreneurs about how to scale, build their businesses, how to think about financing their growth and strategic partners and ultimately as part of the HBS alumni network we love to share our experiences and stories so that hopefully um, fewer people can learn on their own two feet and have to learn from each other as much as possible. And so with that Lindsay Tell us a little bit about um, your background and then uh, this exciting business that you built.
1: Sure, happy to. So my background, my professional backgrounds in media and advertising and marketing and business as well, so I'm HBS, class of 2009. Um, I started a business in healthcare and on my resume, I don't actually have any healthcare prior healthcare experience. So all of my healthcare experience, was through my personal life. Um, mm. I got involved in my mom's care when I was a kid and she got diagnosed mm. with primary progressive multiple sclerosis mm. when I was nine. And so for 28 years, I was intimately involved in her care from this family caregiver perspective in what was for me the single hardest and loneliest, most stressful thing that I had ever done. Mm-hmm. And just became personally compelled to create a better healthcare experience for families like mine. and yours and others out there. Um, So that's what we've done with Wealthy. Uh, The mission of the business at Wealthy is that we've set out to help the 66 million Americans who take care of aging, chronically ill, or disabled loved
0: ones. Mm, That's great. And we want to find out a little bit more about your business. Maybe give us one or two more uh, data points. So what are some of the main, as we think about building a business, some of the challenges that you're trying to solve uh, with Wealthy. One of them, of course, is to create a better experience for people. Tell us a little bit more about what kind of experiences you can help improve for uh, your clients.
1: Sure. So our solution is a software-enabled service. So it is human and tech. We feel strongly that both are required for delivering Mm -hmm. this better experience for families. And the idea is, the analogy I give is, it's almost the same way you might work with a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. So Wealthy's care coordinator becomes your family's partner, sort of like your personal healthcare project manager. So we're getting to know the family's goals, situation, needs, setting up a plan, and getting things done. So we're doing everything from finding the right in-home aid, handling a move into a facility, um, finding providers, scheduling appointments, arranging transportation, refilling prescriptions, finding the right insurance option, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid or veterans benefits and so much more. And then the tech platform powers the service experience. So we deliver an exceptional experience for families consistently and at scale across the country. And to your point, the problem we solve is decidedly for families. But one of the things we've recognized is that um, employers are actually struggling quite a bit with And these are just our country's demographics, right? Mm -hmm. Massive aging population, more and more children getting diagnosed with special needs. And so the impact is that they're all of these workers, it's one in five Mm. in any given working population that are struggling with caregiving duties. And these are folks who will take a leave of absence, miss work, um, quit quit their job. And so we've identified that employers actually care a lot about this topic and Mm. are starting to Look for ways to support employees, um, and so we've started selling into and partnering with employers. And we're a, a we're an employee benefit at top companies like um, Salesforce and News Corp and Hearst That's and great. Accenture and big name companies that provide our support our service to their employees for free.
0: And it's in in their best interest because they want their employees to be productive and. Yep elder care or child care is a reality for all of us and yep. the complexity of that world is tremendous, isn't it?
1: It's tremendous yeah. and you know mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we become a caregiver overnight, nobody mm-hmm. is expecting it or prepared mm-hmm. and you're making very critical family care decisions and family financial decisions almost entirely on your own and yeah. it's just sort of a crazy way that we do things today. So That's we're changing great. that.
0: I'm excited to see Wealthy continue to build. And, Thank you. and now let's, uh, from, from a lot of the learning lessons you've had, let's yeah. drill down on a couple learning lessons. One, from an operational perspective, I uh, would love to get any thoughts about if there's any kind of uh, lesson or example you can give people that you now, you know, some of the ways that you operate your business, saying here are some of the things that are important to me mm-hmm. as a CEO and building my business. And then a second thing is around Financing. So mm-hmm. as you've financed your growth, you've raised approximately $10 million mm-hmm. now to help grow yep. your business, uh, which is great. And I'm sure it didn't just happen overnight. I'm sure it took a lot of time and effort and focus and people really expected results despite a great business that's solving problems for the world on all of our behalves, mm-hmm. Uh It's great. People also want a financial return. Sure. So give us some learnings you've had as a business owner sure. and then also from a financing perspective that you think can help uh share with others
1: sure so two learnings um as an operator one is just um it's kind of unique and really special to be part of building a mission driven enterprise and Mm -hmm. i don't think early on we anticipated kind of what that would mean and it means all sorts of things i mean for the on the one hand it means you know we don't have to focus as much on building culture Mm -hmm. or sort of defining our culture, the mission-driven piece of it sort of helps to kind of set us on the right path. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're also able to attract really great talent because there are talented individuals who really attach to our mission and want to be part of helping people. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second part, so the, you know, mission-driven piece is, and I think it's kind of a timely moment. You know, millennials are talking more Mm -hmm. about wanting to be part of mission-driven companies. Uh, The second point is on the sort of operational side, which is, you know, I think that sometimes Silicon Valley companies are, you know, driven to grow as fast as possible at all costs. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we decided very early on is that um, we were, families were trusting us with very personal, deeply intimate things and um, really entrusting us with their family's well-being. And Mm -hmm. We mm-hmm. couldn't take that lightly. And so, um, you know, we put a lot of time and energy and effort into mm-hmm. developing this incredibly high-quality experience for families mm-hmm. and, um, you know, almost sort of pulled back on early growth until we felt really ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's a strategic decision that I think most entrepreneurs would not have felt comfortable making. But we sure. just felt like we couldn't screw it. It's hard to screw down growth, isn't it? It's hard to – and we couldn't yeah. screw it up, right? Like, yeah. we didn't want to – um, try to sign on an employer that we couldn't actually handle before we were ready. And so those That's were right. just kind of two kind of counterintuitive things I've learned. Um, in terms of financing the business, We uh, one of the things that we've done is tried to surround ourselves with investors who are very similarly mission-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are somehow connected to what we're trying to do or Um, the longer-term goal. So we we have some investors who have an entire thesis around um, companies that support the aging population, Mm -hmm. and so they're very oriented toward that. Our largest investor is actually a strategic investor, and they were our first corporate client. And so being able to have them as a really invested partner Mm -hmm. um, in multiple ways has been very powerful for us. Um, but yeah, one of the things we're, we'll find out next year is we'll um, probably move forward with raising our Series B and getting some new investors involved, and Very so that'll exciting. be an exciting process as well.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, you know a couple of really good takeaways from that that we look at at Star Mountain about a thousand businesses a year mm-hmm. and invest in around twenty of them, and as we as we look back over time for the roughly twenty years I've been doing this and the data we look through, um, prudent growth, mm-hmm. um, which I would you know, characterize what you've done. Well, I like
1: predict growth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's prudent how you grow and that gives a much higher probability of end success. Mm-hmm. So really rapid growth might work out well, but it's going to be higher risk. And so I think that business owners need to think about that and mm-hmm. recognize, you know, if you can have a little more patience, but have a more high probability outcome, that may be a strategy um, I certainly would advocate for. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly to be at least mindful of what people are doing. Uh, Two, from a mission standpoint, I think that's right. I think everybody in today's day and age says, who am I, mm. what do I stand for, mm. what am I supporting? Right. And finding a business model that is actually going to make a difference um, in society and the world, I think, is uh, is a great attribute uh, that can not only drive strong financial returns, but maybe even better. As you say, it's helping you attract high-quality customers, investors, employees, making people more passionate about your business so it's not at a financial cost, it might actually be a a financial benefit. That's that's fantastic. Uh, Thank you, Lindsay, for sharing. Hopefully some of those words are are strong and maybe let's ask one other thing. Sure. Um, What is a challenge that you've had that you think is worth sharing with people that in hindsight, you wish you could have thought about a little bit differently?
1: Yeah, I think the fundraise process, um, raising money is hard, Mm
0: -hmm. however
1: you cut it. And um, I think one of the things that I've learned or the challenges I've faced is, you know, looking around at peers who were raising money from, you know, raising big rounds Mm -hmm. from big name investors and feeling almost, you know, com- comparing our progress to theirs and mm-hmm. feeling like maybe we should be doing the same. And it's been interesting to now go back and talk to some of those fellow founders and hear their experience with this. You know, raising a lot of money also comes with a lot of pressure. Sure. And from from certain VCs, it comes with a lot of involvement and, mm-hmm. um, people breathing down your neck and other <laughs> things like that. And so one of the things that I think we've done, you know, for better or worse, is we've managed to find really supportive investors who are patient and excited and want to help. Mm-hmm. And um, we get a lot of pressure as well, but it's um, sort of healthy pressure in a healthy relationship. And so my my struggles to fundraise Ended us up in a in the right place where we were meant to be, and so everybody's on a different path for fundraising. I think that that's the conversation tonight. There's no right path, and it's um, you know sort of unique to every business. I think.
0: I think that's I think that's phenomenal advice. As we get older and more mature in life, realizing that it's not about comparing to others. It's easy. We manage at Star Mountain just over a billion dollars, and in some ways, that's a lot of money compared to other folks on Wall Street that's a tiny amount of money right Right. depends what spectrum it's easy to feel like you should have more but more doesn't mean better that's right more revenue doesn't necessarily mean a better business raising more money doesn't necessarily mean a better business and so really thinking about what's your business plan building conviction around your own business plan which is unique from other business plans Um, well hopefully that's good good learnings for others pick your path come up with your strategy and execute against it, and it'll probably take a lot of hard work, right?
1: A, a lot, <laughs> yeah. well, Definitely. we wish you great success Thanks, and you can
0: learn more about uh, wealthy here. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks.
0: Cheers.